ESPN, ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. What's up? What's up? Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. I'm back. On the East Coast, was on the West Coast in L.A. I went to the Rams-Raiders game last week, spent some time in Las Vegas as well. Now back here uh, watching this game play out, another Thursday night game, Seattle going up against the 49ers. To bring you up to speed, the 49ers are up 21-6. to um, I actually, heading into this, I liked Seattle getting the 3.5. I liked the hook. I thought this would be a lot closer, and it very well could have been. Really, the two key plays that took place in the first half um, that really, in my opinion, is, has dictated where we are right now at 21-6. Um, so there was a missed interception from Diggs, one of the, one of the Seattle Seahawks uh, DBs, and then the ball, obviously, um, San Francisco had to punt. They punted, and, and then Homer was in for for Ken Walker and fumbled the ball, and then that resulted in a touchdown. So the 49ers went in at the half, 14-3. Now they came out the second half. Uh, Kittle scored an immediate touchdown, his second of the night. Now I'm going I'm to get to some statistics, uh, some, some uh, you know, what where a lot of these guys are at in regard to yards and, and touchdowns and whatnot, get you up to speed, especially... For all you fantasy football freaks out there like me, uh, we are in playoff mode right now when it comes to fantasy football. So I know, man, if you've got George Kittle, you've got to be really happy right now. Two touchdowns on the night. But nonetheless, um, you know, 49ers have somewhat stalled. The uh, They just tried a field goal, and uh, Robbie Gold missed the field goal. So now Seattle in, in, in a good position. Now there's only four minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. Uh, but... You know, the, let me tell you something. This, this 49ers defense is just, it, they are sick. <laughs> they're just, they're so fast. Key, I, I mean, speed kills. It really does. And they just, uh, unfortunately, like, I, I just don't know. There's a lot of offenses out there that have the kind of speed um, that's going to be able to put up a lot of points uh, against this 49ers defense. I, I really don't. I mean, this defense is just really, really good. But where we stand right now, Seattle, first and 10. They're on the 45-yard line. Uh, and they're driving the ball. They're trying to score. But again, this defense is just so fast. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. 49ers, again, are up 21-6. to six. Let's get you up to speed on some of the, the statistics out there. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Unbelievable, right? And now he very well could be engineering a third win, third straight win for him under under center for this 49ers team. And keep in mind, I mean, this is a 49ers team. They started with Trey Lance. He got injured, right? Then they went to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, broken ankle, broken foot, whatever the case may be. He's out. 
and now they go to Brock Purdy. Again, Mr. Irrelevant, drafted last, uh, absolutely last in his draft class, got the parade and everything, and now uh, looking quite good. 17-25, to 217 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, one sack for a loss of six. He's, he's been scrambling tonight a few times. Uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks got into him, um, but uh, was able to, to, to shimmy away. Um, he's got a rating right now of 121.6, so not bad. By the way, Seattle just scored. So maybe my, so maybe my, my plus three and a half uh, is, is still in play here. Um, and and I, I would imagine that they're going to go for two uh, to try to make this 21-14. I would imagine that that's what they're going to try to do. But, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, the quarterback position is such an important position in all of sport. I think the quarterback position is the most important. No, they're going for a field goal. Um, so they're going for a field goal. So now it's, it's 21-13. 21-13 is the score right now. Uh, with about 3:35 left in the game with the 49ers and um, and and of course Seattle, but to me, quarterback position the most important position in in all professional sport. And the 40 this this is this is what's really perplexing. The 49ers go out and they give up the kitchen sink. I mean, they give up a ton of drop picks to move up to go get Trey Lance, who I'm just not I'm not a, I'm not a like I, it's not that I shouldn't say I'm not a fan of. Um, I just feel is is not pro ready. Okay. You draft a quarterback, you give up that. Uh, I'm sorry. You, you give up that many draft picks. You move up to go get a quarterback. That the quarterback better come in and start. And just Trey Lance is just not pro ready. And, and now because of this injury, I don't know if he's going to be ready next year. So now you're three years into your rookie deal with a quarterback that more than likely is not going to be ready because he just has not, does not have the experience uh, playing in the NFL at this pace, at this speed, in in how and how the NFL operates. Okay, so you were on the cusp of possibly trading Jimmy Garoppolo. Allegedly, nobody wanted him because of the shoulder surgery. He goes out with an injury, and now you have you you have a quarterback that you drafted last overall come in and have this type of success in this offense. <laughs> Man, if if I'm a 49ers fan. If I'm a 49ers fan, if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm, I'm if I'm the general manager, I, I'm 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 saying I'm I'm like not sleeping at night saying what did we do? Why did we give up all that? Why did we give up all that draft capital? Go to go get Trey Lance for what? You had Jimmy Garoppolo, and now you got Mister Irrelevant, who's on the cusp of winning three straight for you. Uh, like really? <laughs> I just, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's wild. Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey, where it stands right now, uh, 24 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. Chances are he'll break a hundred. I'm sure uh, on this very next play. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, George Kittle, four receptions, 93 yards, two touchdowns. So if you have George Kittle in fantasy, kudos to you. Uh, you're heading into this, this weekend, uh, feeling really good about your fantasy team. That's for sure. Um, Christian McCaffrey, six receptions for 30 yards. So one of my best bet on daily wager earlier this evening, hopefully you tune in uh, shameless plug, not so shameless was uh, Christian McCaffrey over 39 and a half receiving yards. He's at 30. 
a big reason why um, they stopped passing the ball to him is because they've had such they've had this huge lead against the uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know. Do they start passing the ball to him now? I highly doubt it. So uh, yeah, it's just it's they're just handing the ball to him, and and understandably so. Listen, you know I don't want to be selfish here with my prop bet, uh, but the Seattle Seahawks are one of the worst teams um, defensively against the rush. So you know this is the right play, especially hopefully Kyle Shanahan learned his lesson in that Atlanta Falcons uh, Patriots Super Bowl where he neglected to run the football when they were up by a gazillion points against the Patriots. And, of course, uh, the Patriots came back and won that Super Bowl that we all, of course, I'm sure remember. So um, as for the Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith, 173 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. Um, he's just been beat up all night. This offensive line has not given him any protection at all. Bosa's been in there uh, just pounding uh, Geno Smith. So it's been a rough night for him. Kenneth Walker, only 11 carries for 45 yards. Uh, the 49ers, one of the best uh, rush defenses in the NFL. So no wonder he hasn't been able to do anything. Homer carried the ball once for five yards, but he fumbled it. So uh, yet not getting the ball again. Geno Smith did have a, uh, a rush uh, quarterback run for about 18 yards. So, um, there's that. Uh, in regard to wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, 7 for 68, targeted 8 times tonight. DK Metcalf, 6 for 46, targeted 8 times tonight. Um, so, um, you know, just, just uh, again, this 49ers defense is just so damn good. It's, it's, it's just next to impossible for the Seattle Seahawks to generate as, as good of an offense as they've had and as successful as the 49 as the Seattle Seahawks have been this season offensively listen they're 7 and 6 for a reason uh, their playoff hopes are still alive tonight uh and if they win this game their playoff their playoff hopes so here's uh, if if the Seahawks win tonight their playoff probability is 74% if they lose it's 31% just to give you a, a, an idea of you know just the magnitude of this game and where it stands right now. So, um, so it's, it, and, and it's just not looking good, by the way. The 49ers, it looks like Purdy just uh, scrambled for a, a first down. And um, the 49ers, with one, in, in both these teams, only one timeout left. So that doesn't bode well at all. Let's get you up to speed on what's going on in the NBA because uh, the Clippers are playing right now. And uh, they're getting beat by the Suns. No surprise. Uh, the, the Clippers pretty much uh, benched everyone, rested everyone tonight uh, against the Suns. And there was some expectation that the Suns were as well uh, going to have quite a Aiton and Booker and uh, quite, a few, quite a few players who were not going to play, but they ended up being active. Um, so I didn't really have a play in this because... When 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 the um, when the game started, when the ball was tipped off, uh, the Suns were favored by five and a half. So I guess you could look at you could look at the active and active roster and just say, Anita, what do you mean? Why didn't you lay the money with the, with the Suns at, at minus five and a half? I should have. Uh, my play was Bridges over sixteen and a half points. Um, he's got eighteen right now. I'm sorry, I take that back. He is eight right now. So. Uh, McCall Bridges has eight points right now for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Chris Paul is active. He's got five. Booker's got seven. Um, 
but uh, but again, the Clippers, Kawhi's out, Paul George is out, and so you've got a Suns team that is up on them, thirty-five to twenty-one. Memphis just destroyed the Bucks tonight, one forty-two to one hundred one. Uh, this was a really big play for me. I loved the Memphis Grizzlies coming into this matchup. Uh, this was the main play for me on Daily Wager earlier tonight. Again, hopefully you did tune in. Um, I also liked uh, Ja Morant. I liked him over uh, rebounds and assists combined, and that was at 14.5. He ended up with a total of 20. Uh, he ended up with a triple-double tonight, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. This is a the, Get this. And I came across this in preparing for the show tonight. The Bucks at home have the fourth best offense in the NBA on the road, 30th. So they average about 121 points a game at home, but only 104 on the road. And sure enough, here they are with 101. I just felt Memphis, more athletic, one of the best teams in transition, didn't feel that the Bucks could keep up with them. So, uh, so if you did play Memphis, good for you. If you did play Morant over uh, combined rebounds and assists, you were a winner there as well. And also, uh, you've got Zion and the Pelicans going at it with the Utah Jazz. It is in the fourth, about four minutes left. Zion with 25 points. I did like the over of 26.5 points for him tonight. So he's at 25 with still about four minutes left in, in, in the game. So I'm assuming that hopefully he will surpass that point total. He only has seven rebounds on the night. Pretty surprising for a guy who can dominate the paint in five assists. So uh, keep you up to speed. Again, Pelicans now up 112 to 109. Miami took care of Houston, 111 to 108. And so that's your, your four NBA games on the slate tonight. Quick break. We come back again. I will keep you up to speed on what's going on with the Thursday night game. Also, let's dive into, let's start, you know, I always like to start the show, just kind of recapping the events, what's going on tonight. But when we get back, let's start forecasting. Let's start talking about what's coming up. We've got a great show lined up for you. A lot of guests. Uh, Teron Davenport is going to join us. He covers the Tennessee Titans. Give us a preview of what's going on with the Titans and the Chargers matchup. Rob Demosky, who covers the Packers, is going to join us. A little preview of the Rams-Packers matchup. Ben Ruda, former Yankee. Uh, this this segment sponsored by, by Teza with a little hot stove and a little futures plays uh, in regard to Major League Baseball. Giants-Washington, big game, playoff feel intensity game whoever wins that game more than likely is going to advance in in uh in, in into the playoffs as a wild card fat jack professional handicapper joins us on the show as always so we've got a lot coming your way with you for the next three hours you'll see to bet la here on 710 espn la this is bet la with anita marks on 710 espn made possible tonight by teza Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Uh, any extra emotion, any extra energy while playing tonight? Um, I, I thought it, it was just an awesome effort by our team today. Um, you know, I, I thought the defense did an incredible job battling, and, you know, despite being down a couple guys, those guys stepped up big time, and you know we never had any doubt about those guys going in there and stepping up. And um, you know Josh, Mike, Keenan, Gerald, Dre, uh, those guys just keep making plays on the outside. So um, to have an offensive line like we do, and to be able to block it up, protect it, um, you know I thought it was it was good to see from all phases of our football team today. 
Justin Herbert, as, uh, of course, the Chargers getting ready to take on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Teron Davenport's going to join us in the next segment, coming your way in about 10 minutes uh, to do a deep dive into that preview with the Chargers and the Titans. By the way, uh, the 49ers-Seattle game, it is over. 49ers win 41-13, to so obviously... Um, if you took the 49ers and you laid the four and a half, uh, that's where you were a winner tonight. Unfortunately, that is not the way that I rolled. Um, also, uh, unfortunately, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, was held to 30 receiving yards. The over under was at 39 and a half. So he did not reach that. It, it got to a point where, and, and I get it. It was the right move for Kyle Shanahan. You know, you're up by two touchdowns at that point. Just run the football, run the clock out. Don't pass the ball, risk for an incompletion, stopping the, stopping the clock. So totally understand why he did that. Um, but, uh, but now the Seattle Seahawks team, uh, not in a good situation. So if they would have won tonight, their chances of making it to the postseason would have been 74%. Considering that they lost, now they're sitting at 31%. 31%. Uh, let's take a look around uh, again before we, we do the steep dive into the Chargers, of course, uh, in Titans matchup, which, by the way, Purdy, there's uh, I'm, I'm, I've got the, the TV on, obviously, here in my studio, and, and he's uh, he's walking through the tunnel and high-fiving everyone. Again, can we just marinate? In, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, last dude taken in the draft, in his draft, now has won three games, has helped this 49ers team win three games. Uh, meanwhile, they, they gave up the kitchen sink to go get Trey Lance. I, I just don't, it, I still don't get it. I just don't get it. But anyway, um, let's, let's look big picture here uh, before we, we start doing a deep dive into, of course, uh, the local LA teams, uh, because we also have uh, Rob Domowski, who's going to join us, who covers the Packers to give us some insight in regards to the Rams and the Packers in the second hour. But currently the AFC playoff standings, if the season was to end today, Okay, the Buffalo Bills would have the number one seed, Kansas City, the two, Baltimore, the three, Tennessee, the fourth. So those would be the four teams uh, that would be hosting uh, their first game in the playoffs. Cincinnati would have the fifth seed. The Dolphins would have the sixth and the Patriots would have the seventh. How about that? The Patriots sitting at seven and six as God awful as they've been this season. They would uh, they would get into the postseason. Unbelievable. Uh, the current NFC playoff standing: the Eagles with the number one seed, the Minnesota Vikings with the two, 49ers with the three, and that might change now that the 49ers won. So now they're ten and four. We'll see what happens with with Minnesota this week. But uh, again, uh, this is prior th- these these um. This information was was sent to me by the NFL prior to obviously this game being played out tonight. The Bucks sitting at four, they're six and seven. They're below five hundred. <laughs> Just goes to show you how god awful that division is. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys at five. So, I, and and by the way, like I just I don't agree with with this with the system with the NFL system in regards to the postseason. How a six and seven Tampa Bay Bucks team gets to host where the Dallas Cowboys sitting at 10 and three have to go on the road. I I just, I think that there's a flaw in the system. I'm sure it'll never change, but just my two cents. Washington is sitting at six and the giants are sitting at seven. And both those teams are sitting at seven, five and one. So if the season was to end today, these would be your 14 playoff teams. Okay. 
teams with the most at stake this season, or, or not this week, week 15, the teams with the most at stake in week 15, the Giants and the Commanders, again, both of them right now, if, if either team, if whichever team wins, has a 90% chance of making it to the postseason. Whichever team loses has a 35% chance of making it to the postseason. That's just, that's how significant that, uh, that Giants-Washington game is uh, on Sunday night, just FYI. That's going to be one, a, a good one to watch, trust me. The Chargers, as I said, 70% chance of making it to the postseason with a win against the Tennessee Titans, 27% chance of not making it to the postseason if they lose to the Tennessee Titans this week. Seattle with a loss, now they're sitting at 31%. The Patriots, they're going up against the Raiders. Chances of winning, uh, of, of going to the playoffs with a win, 57%. They lose to the Raiders, drops to 22%. The Jets, 52% with a win against um, the Detroit Lions, 24% with a chance of not going uh, if they do lose to the Lions. So those are teams with the most at stake heading into this week. Giants, Washington, Chargers, Seahawks, Patriots, and Jets. Now here's where hopefully I can help you win some money. Um, two of the closest division races are happening in the NFC and the AFC North. Okay, so here's how those odds stack up in the in, in the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Bucks right now, 74 percent chance of making it to the postseason where they stand right now. Carolina Carolina Panthers 19, Atlanta six, New Orleans one. Now, you can bet that the Carolina Panthers make it to the postseason at 13 to one. You can bet that Atlanta makes it to the postseason at 12 to one. I like Carolina. Okay, I think Carolina, Carolina is at home this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Carolina wins. They're favored by three. The over-under is at 30, 37 and a half. I just like uh, Steve Wilkes, interim uh, head coach, you know, trying to, trying to win that job to be considered to be the, the head coach next year. And <clears throat> he's playing with the right formula. And what is that? Run the football. Helps with play action, especially with Sam Darnold. Good, solid defense. And, and these guys are playing really hard for Wilkes. So at 13 to 1, I think that's a, it's a lot of value there for Carolina to win the division. Tampa Bay Bucks are god-awful, and they're going up against Cincinnati this week. They're going to get destroyed. So I do like Carolina, 13 to 1. And the AFC North, how is it going to shake out? you got the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Baltimore, 56% chance to win that division. Uh, Cincinnati, 44% chance of winning the division. With all due respect to Huntley in, in Baltimore, and by the way, I do believe that Baltimore wins this week, okay? I do like Baltimore winning. But I think Cincinnati, they're just, I think they're the better team. And I think at the end of the day, Baltimore's in Cleveland, by the way. Cleveland's favored by three. The over-under is 38. I'm just not thrilled with what I've seen from Deshaun Watson. I don't know about you. But nonetheless, so so you can wager that, that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win the division at minus 145. I like Cincinnati to win the division at plus 115. You're getting plus money for a team that I feel is playing a lot better. Now, they've got one of the most difficult schedules remaining. Their last four games, they're going up against top 10 defenses, all four teams. But Joe Burrow in that offense has been absolutely electric. 
So, um, but th that's, that's where in, in regards to the division races, that is where my money is flowing. I'm going to go Carolina again, 13 to one to win the, uh, the NFC South. And I'm going to go the Cincinnati Bengals at plus 115 to win the AFC North. Okay. Some future bets there for you. Quick break. We come back. Um, Toronto Davenport will join us. We'll do a deep dive into this Chargers Titans matchup. And of course, I'll have some plays for you in that game as well. So stay tuned. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now, more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Of course, we've got a big matchup. The Chargers going up against the Tennessee Titans. The Chargers favored by three. The over-unders at 46 and a half. Teron Davenport, uh, who covers the Tennessee Titans uh, for ESPN, is joining us here on 710 ESPN LA. Teron, welcome in. We appreciate your time. Let's dive right into it. This is a Tennessee Titans team. They are in control of their own destiny. If the season was to end today, they'd be the number four seed in the AFC at seven and six, and they would host the first game, of course, their first round of the playoffs. But this is a team coming in to face the Chargers, coming off of three losses. Granted, two against the Bengals and the Eagles, two of the most explosive offenses and good teams right now in the NFL. But head scratcher in regard to the Jaguars losing thirty-six to twenty-two. What happened there, man? Yeah, it really came down to four turnovers, Anita. That's something you can't have. You look at the last 28 times teams were minus three in the turnover ratio. They're one in 27 and go figure the Titans are one of those. So that was the big thing that the turnovers, you can't turn the football over four times and not get any turnovers. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would turnover is one of the biggest um, indicators um, results in regard to win and losses in the NFL for sure. But um, you know, for, let's let's start defense because obviously for the Jags and Trevor Lawrence to put up 20, 36 points against the Tennessee Titans defense, uh, pretty pretty solid amount of work there. So coming into this matchup, which you know we can sit here and we can argue and debate Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Herbert, better quarterback, all side on Justin Herbert. Um, now with Mike Williams back, right? Like, you know what what. What do you expect from this Tennessee Titans defense health-wise? Who's going to be active? Who's not? How do you think they'll be able to slow down that passing attack? Yeah, sure. There's a chance that Danico Autry will, will play. I talked to him today, and this was the day after he got his first work in practice, which is something that he hadn't done for quite some time, uh, two and a half, three weeks to be exact. And he said that the knee responded well. He doesn't look the same as far as his explosiveness, bending, and doing some of the things in the drills, but there's a possibility that he'll play. He's been limited the last two days, so you have that. You know, Christian Fulton, I doubt that he plays. The groin injury is just one that I don't think that is going to allow him to play this week. He was out last week, and he hasn't practiced on Wednesday or Thursday, so that one's likely not to happen. But fortunately, Trey Avery the rookie corner out of Rutgers has participated in practice. So there's a possibility there. So from the injury perspective, you know, that's kind of what you're looking at. I think really it's all about impacting the quarterback. And one of the things that they have to do 
is give Justin Herbert one pitcher pre-snap and another one post-snap, and that could help them get some turnovers. And what I mean by that, the Titans use a lot of too high safety looks. I would definitely show him that. But then at the, at the snap, rotate Kevin Byard down into the middle of the field to play that robber role and see if you could get him to get in a passing lane and get an interception or some type of turnover. This team hasn't gotten a turnover since week 10, so it's they're due for that, and that's what they need to do, maximize those opportunities. Up front, get after the quarterback, impact them, possibly get that strip sack. That's something they haven't gotten in a while I, also. Interesting stat that I came across while preparing for – um, for this this game, so the Tennessee Titans fourteen hundred fewer passing yards than their opponent. The Chargers eight hundred and thirteen fewer rushing yards than their opponent. So, what what the Chargers do poorly on defense is against the run, and and obviously Derrick Henry is the straw that stirs the drink, obviously in Tennessee, and what the Tennessee Titans do defensively bad is against the pass. And of course, going up against just Justin Herbert, my play here is the over. I think a lot of points are going to be put up in this game. Am I right? I think there could be a lot of points put up in this game. And you're right. Both offenses are the kryptonite to each other's defense. So something's going to have to give. I would probably side on the way of passing the football. The Titans have just hit. Here you go, Anita. The last two quarterbacks, the Titans have faced, have won their respective conference player of the week. Jalen Hurts won at three. He dropped 380 on on the Titans a couple weeks ago. So an NFC conference player of the week was him. And last week, Trevor Lawrence, it's a career high, 368 yards passing, career high three touchdowns, and he was the AFC. So the odds are that Justin Herbert will end up the AFC player of the week offensively if the Chargers have their way. We'll see what happens. Wow, I, I wish I wish that was a, a bet. I wish that was something that we could bet on. <laughs> right. Um, here's another one for you. Uh, Tennessee had, has allowed the second most touchdowns outside of the red zone at 11, but the Chargers have allowed the absolute most at 15. <laughs> so again, mm-hmm. I just I, I feel I feel like I'm I'm constantly uncovering these little nuggets in all, in in these statistics and these trends that lean towards the over, right? And and um, and so I do believe that this very well could be an entertaining game, don't you? Oh, yeah, I believe so. I would hammer the over for sure. And I'll be honest, you know, for selfish reasons, I hope the Titans are able to run the football because that will make the clock go a little bit faster. I have a, a flight after the game that I might have to, you know, <laughs> OJ Simpson to the – through the airport too, so I'm hoping they run the football. If you feel me, have you been to Have you been to SoFi Stadium yet? Yes, yes, I was there last year for Chargers Rams, or excuse me, Titans Rams. It was, uh, if I'm not, it was a Sunday night game, I think it was, or Monday night game. It was a primetime game, but I was there. Huge stadium. It's pretty cool. I, I, I liked it. Unfortunately, it's close to the airport as well. Yeah, I was just there this last week. I was there for the Rams Raiders game. It was it was I, I I find it to be pretty breathtaking. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, looking at, at Ryan Tannehill and uh, and and obviously Derrick Henry, expecting big big games from from a, a definitely Derrick Henry, but uh, Traylon Burks, you know, a mm. lot of hype coming into the season, dealt with some injuries, but whenever he's active and he's healthy, man, is this dude deliver? 
what 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 should Charger fans expect from him this week? Yeah, I doubt he plays. Honestly, he's been under concussion protocol. That was a pretty vicious hit uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, uh, Marcus Epps mm-hmm. hit him. Uh, surprised that Epps didn't get fined for that because it was definitely a, a vicious one. But I doubt that he plays. But if he's out there, I, I'll say this: there's no one on the Titans that attacks the football the way Traylon Burks does. You look at the catch he had when he got hurt. You know, he really went and snapped that out of the air. He did the same thing in the Bengals game. And if you want to look at numbers, he had three receptions in which the ball traveled 20 yards or more over a a two-week period. And up to that point, the Titans only had one reception where it did that. So he's not only a guy that could catch the deep pass and attack it that way, he's also someone they like to use on that play-action strike route across the middle it was the same play that A.J. Brown used to always make house calls off of, and he's their best guy doing that, not having him that takes away one of the bread and butter parts of the passing game. So with him not practicing Wednesday and Thursday, and we haven't even seen him in the locker room, so I, I don't think it's likely that he'll be available on Sunday, and that, that'll hurt the Titans. Hey, before we let you go, bigger picture here outside of gambling, and that is, you know, you know, the the general manager getting fired after the uh, yeah. the, the Philadelphia game. How much control does Vrabel have with this franchise now? I tell you what, that's the million dollar question, and we asked him about that, and he said that any player personnel decisions are going to come down to conversations between himself and Ryan Cowden, who was the VP of player personnel, and he's been elevated to that quotation marks GM role. And if there's a dispute, they take it to Amy Adams Strunk, who's the team controlling owner. So that's uh, kind of the way it goes. Uh, Mike Vrabel said that he wasn't informed of the decision. Uh, as far as like the, he was informed of the decision, but he wasn't informed that that was something that was pending. In other words, he didn't know about it until that decision was made. That's what he said. So uh, there have been some discussions about a power struggle between the two. Uh, I've pried a bit and been pushed down that direction. But as of right now, there's nothing concrete that there was a power struggle or anything going forward. Thank you so much, uh, Teron. Really appreciate your time as always. Uh, Enjoy the game. Yeah, no problem. Always a pleasure to talk shot with you. So I appreciate you having me on. You got it. Teron Davenport, always doing a phenomenal job covering the Tennessee Titans as they get ready to take on the Chargers. Um, Again, Chargers favored by three. The over-under is at 46 and a half. My play is the over. I'll tell you all the reasons why when we come back right here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Team effort on defense. It was a incredible team win for us. Incredible team effort on defense. It was a incredible team win for us. I think that you... If you guys were at the game, you just saw the confidence our guys were playing with, how hard we played tonight. That's what I'm really proud of is how hard we played and how connected we were. Uh, I felt like defensively we just answered all the challenges in the game that we had to face. You know, Obviously, they're having a tremendous year offensively. We've got a lot of weapons. Um, we're down on you know, a ton of guys. But 
I think that the way our guys competed out there, you saw the competitiveness within our program and guys trying to prove themselves and, and, and showcase themselves to the league and then also showcase our defense to the league, that we're up for the challenge. Coach Staley uh, talking to the media, um, getting ready, getting his troops ready for uh, this game against Tennessee. Like I said last segment, um, big implications here for the Chargers. Need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. That's for sure. Um, again, with a win, 70% chance they make it to the postseason. With a loss, 27%. That's how important this game is against Tennessee this week. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to do a deeper dive into all the plays, how I'm going to be playing this tennis Chargers game in just a second. Just want to bring you up to speed on some NBA scores. Uh, again, the Grizzlies took care of the Bucks, 142-101. to 101. Um, John Morant was just unbelievable with a triple double tonight, 25, 10 and 10. The heat beat the Rockets 111 to 108 right now. The Pelicans in the jazz in OT with about three minutes left. Uh, the jazz up 125 to 123. If you recall, um, earlier in the show, I, I, I liked Zion over 26 and a half, uh, points. He's at 27 points right now, eight rebounds and seven assists. And the Clippers uh, playing absolutely no one tonight. Uh, talk about load management. Um, no Kawhi, no Paul George uh, losing to the Suns. The Suns are up 64 to 37 at the half. So that's your score. Also, if you're just tuning in, uh, the 49ers took care of the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks tonight, 21 to 13. Really, the two crucial plays happened in the first half where uh, – Diggs, one of the DBs for Seattle, had an interception thrown right to his his number, and he couldn't catch it. But isn't that like the way that I, I typically we see like the easiest the easiest passes to catch or, or to intercept are typically dropped, and then the most astonishing catches are made. Uh, but needless to say, not pulling off that pick and then the following offensive play after uh, the 49ers punted the ball, uh, Travis Homer fumbled the ball and the 49ers were able to capitalize and score on that. So two crucial plays that, you know, if, if the 49ers would have intercepted the ball, I, I just, I, I think it would have been a, a closer game. I think it would have played out differently. I think the Seattle Seahawks plus three and a half would have, would have covered, but of course it did not. So again, the 49ers, 21-13. So now they have clinched uh, a playoff spot to move forward. And we will definitely see that unbelievable 49ers defense in the postseason, that's for sure. As for Tennessee and the Chargers, as uh, if you're listening to the last segment with Teron Davenport, my play here is the over for all the reasons that I discussed with, with Teron. And that is, you know, what the Tennessee Titans do well, and that's run the football with Derrick Henry, is what the Chargers do absolutely worst on defense, and that is stopping the run. What the Chargers do well on offense, and that's Justin Herbert, and, and he's just unbelievable. And, of course, now that Mike Williams is back active and attractive, the Tennessee Titans do absolutely the worst on defense, and, and that's pass defense. So, um, again, this is a Tennessee Titans team. They are minus 1,400 fewer passing yards than their opponent. That was a dramatic pause. I mean, just marinate in that for a minute. 1,400 fewer passing yards than their opponent. As for the Chargers, they are negative 813 fewer rushing yards 
than their opponent. So uh, this is a Tennessee Titans team. They've given up 71 points their last two weeks. Uh, they just they can't stop a runny nose, and they're certainly not going to sp- stop Justin Herbert. Also, uh, Tennessee has allowed the second most touchdowns outside of the red zone with a total of 11. But you know who's allowed the most? Yes, the Chargers at 15. So combined, these two teams have allowed 26 touchdowns from outside the red zone. So again, I, I really do believe the play here is the over. Um, and um, and if you could get that at, at 46 and a half, great. I mean, you get it at 47 and a half, I'd still play it. Also, I do like the team total over of 24 and a half points for the Chargers. Um, I would play that as well. I, I think the Chargers, I think the Chargers are going to, I think both these teams, obviously, if I'm playing the over, I think both these teams are going to put up a solid amount of points. Um, but I, I do like the over 24 and a half points for the Chargers. Um, also, Justin Herbert, he's averaging uh, 47 dropbacks a game. And Tennessee, uh, Tennessee's defense, t- Tennessee opponents are passing the ball more against Tennessee than any other team in the NFL. Why? Because uh, their defense has just got awful against the pass. So now you've got Herbert, who's, who's averaging 47 passing attempts a game. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if that goes up to 50, to be quite frank, against this Tennessee team. They're giving up the most passing yards in the NFL. I mean, and, and you heard what Teron had to say. Jalen Hurts went up against Tennessee. He won uh, NFC quarterback, NFC player, offensive player of the week. Trevor Lawrence goes up against Tennessee. He wins offensive player of the week. <laughs> so, um, so now, you know, is, is it, is it Justin Herbert's time this week? I, I believe it is the over under for him, by the way, you can bet that he's going to toss more than one and a half touchdown passes at minus minus one ninety. might be a little bit too much juice. It, it is for me. I don't typically like to put that much juice. What does that, what does that mean for folks that are listening right now? What do you mean juice? It means if it's minus one ninety. I have to lay $190 down to win $100, okay? I have to lay $190 down to win $100 that Justin Herbert's going to pass two two touchdowns, have two passing touchdowns. Um, But here's where I think you can win some money. And I do believe that Justin Herbert's is going to pass for over 300 yards against this Tennessee Titans defense. So if you believe in that, 301 and a half, that's what the line is right now. So over 301 and a half passing yards for Justin Herbert is minus 115. So you're laying $115 down to win $100. So I would certainly play that. With Mike Williams back, man, uh, he's, he's you know, you, you just, you, you feel it, you see it, you know the difference, right? Uh, Tennessee has allowed 10 yards per target to opposing wide receivers. So Mike Williams over 65 and a half receiving yards. I certainly like that as well. Now as for Derrick Henry going up against uh, this really porous Chargers rush defense, over 98 and a half rushing yards. You can get that at minus 115. 
Again, laying $115 down to win 100. Derrick Henry over 98 and a half rushing yards. So I know it's a lot of overs here. And typically a lot of people don't like to play overs. Um, I'm someone who I do like to play overs because I like to root for dudes to do well as opposed to dudes to do poorly. And also, again, more than any other matchup on the slate this week, both these offenses coming to the table, doing things exceptionally well offensively, which their opponent um, does extremely poorly on the defensive side of the ball. So, again, uh, quick break before we do, just to recap. Uh, my, my big play here is the over at 46 and a half. I also like the Chargers team total points over 24 and a half points. Justin Herbert over 301 and a half passing yards. Mike Williams over 65 and a half receiving yards. And Derek Henry over 98 and a half rushing yards. Uh, that's how I'm playing this bad boy. The Chargers going up against Tennessee. Quick break. We come back and uh, we kick off our number two. Um, Rob Domowski is going to join me. He's been covering the Packers for a long time for ESPN. He does a phenomenal job. And uh, we talk about the matchup coming up against the Rams. So stay tuned for that. We also have Ben Ruda, former Yankee, now with Tiza. Uh, this segment will be brought to you by Tiza. We talk a little hot stove, some of the, the moves that have been made, and we look forward to some of the Major League Baseball futures bets out there as well. And we do a deep dive into the Giants-Washington matchup. Big, like, Talk about a playoff feel game on Sunday night. I, I'm, I'm sure folks are going, Giants-Washington, why? Why that game? Well, because whoever does win that game more than likely is going to make it to the postseason as a wild card. Whoever does lose that game more than likely is done for the season. So that's going to be a playoff atmosphere, feel vibe game on Sunday night. So we'll dive into all that hour two coming your way. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.